Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, it's not an off day. It's an on day for us. That, that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm not complaining. Uh, mind you, I, I look forward to the next three hours of talking to you. Uh, we're going to have Harper LaBelle jump into the program in the 11 o'clock hour, my uh, cohort from uh, the Wait Ford Tailgate Show, and my, my old friend, of course, former Falcon, and then our Falcons reporter and insider, Joe Patrick, my other cohort on the Wait Ford Tailgate Show, come in in the 12 o'clock hour because we're going to try and figure out today, between now and the end of the program, a couple of questions. One of the questions we're going to try and figure out with Harper and Joe is about the Falcons' head coaching search. And when Sam and Jason were talking about it just before the end of their program here, it got me to thinking about, uh, uh, you know, kind of where we stand a little bit. And I'll give you thoughts on that in just a moment. do want to tell you kind of what we have planned today. I'm going to go 10 to 1 here. And then at 1 o'clock, Abe's going to take over. And he'll take you right into the coverage of the Hawks pregame at 3 o'clock. And the tip at State Farm Arena, 3.30 against Wemby, I think – Wemby's been sitting out for a couple of games, but I think that Wemby might be playing today for San Antonio. And we'll have the Hawks game for you live, and that'll lead us into tonight when we'll have live coverage of the Eagles and Bucks from Tampa, live on Sports Radio 92.9 the game. For the Hawks, all right, just real quick here. Um, <laughs> they, they, they can't lose today, right? I mean, they, they lost by 28 to a 6-31 and 31 team. They can't. San Antonio seven and thirty-one, right? I mean, Trey's like, uh, "Hey, it's all going to work out. Be patient." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have so much have patience anymore, and I have very little faith it's going to work out." But you know, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens today. Three thirty. Uh, Steve Holman is the one who's got to you know live through all of it live and in person. Uh, he'll have the call for us from State Farm Arena. Maybe today's the day. The Hawks get it all turned around. They figured it out, and, uh, and they're off to the races. You know, after all this, as bad as they've been, 7-16 and 16 since Thanksgiving, and all the awful losses, it's sort of like the Falcons. They're not out of it. <laughs> they're a game out of the playoffs. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's actually going to be my question for you coming up in about uh, 15 minutes from now when we open up the phone lines. I'm going to be asking you about uh, – Who's been more frustrating over the last few years here? Uh, we do have uh, two NFL games today because the Steelers and Bills, who were postponed yesterday uh, by the blizzard in Buffalo, are going to play today. And so they're going to play in Buffalo. It will be a 430 kick. Uh, they say uh, temperature kickoff 17 degrees, which, you know, compared to Kansas City, that's balmy. Uh, 17 degrees with a 50% chance of light snow. So a little bit of weather, but nothing Horrific. Nothing that Buffalo fans haven't dealt with their whole lives anyway. 
Uh, so 4.30 for the Steelers and the Bills, and then the Eagles and Bucks at 8.15 in Tampa. Now, if you're thinking, well, you know, I mean, come on, all right? the Bills are going to win, the Eagles are going to go on the road and win. Did, did you have the Packers doing that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm chuckling here. It kind of divides my family. My, my daughter is a huge, big Packers fan, my ex-wife, God rest her soul, was from Milwaukee, grew up a huge Packers fan, kind of instilled that into my daughter a little bit. And then my uh, my mom has lived in Dallas for, oh, she moved there in 1982. What's that, 41 years? Uh, so, you know, I mean, so she's rooting for the Cowboys. My daughter's rooting for the Packers. I'm going, I really don't care who wins. And yet the Packers go out there, it's what, 27 to nothing at one point? It's like 48 to 16. It's, oh, man. And they're talking this morning. Wouldn't you like to, I, I would love, now I don't know, maybe they don't do local radio on the ticket in Dallas. I would think so even though it's MLK Day, because of the game was last night. So I would assume that they have a look, because everybody wants to get on. Fire Mike McCarthy. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Fire Mike McCarthy, how bad did Dan Quinn ding his hopes of becoming a head coach again? Oh, Dan Quinn's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. Look at Michael Parsons. I know he's going to be a head coach. Eey. Yeah, uh, that didn't work out so well. Jordan Love is looking like Aaron Rodgers is looking like, uh, you know, Brett Favre, and here go the Packers, and they're off to, and running now against, uh, what, it'd be the Packers of 49ers? Yeah, it'd be the Packers of 49ers this week, and then the Lions will be back home to face uh, the winner of tonight's night game between the Eagles and Buccaneers. And congrats to Detroit. I mean, you literally have to be right close to 40 years old to remember the last time the Lions won a playoff game. 19... and. Well, 32 years ago, 1991, right? So 1991, last time they won a playoff game, and the Lions win, they hang on, they win, they beat the Rams and Matt Stafford coming back, et cetera, et cetera. So congrats to them for the Detroit Lions as they get a playoff win. And now they're going to be back at home, and, you know, they could, who knows, they could be, the Lions could be at home for this game. Well, they will be at home for this game coming up, and they could be at home for the uh, NFC title game if the Packers knock off the Niners. And you know, oh, the Packers aren't going to beat the Niners. Well, look, anything apparently is possible because the Cleveland Browns went out there this weekend and went <laughs> all over the field, right? And uh, Kansas City is going to be back home. They're going to be playing. We don't know yet. With the Texans and the Chiefs, we don't know who they're playing yet. Um, we know the Chiefs are going to be at home, I think. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that kind of works out. We have to get the Steelers-Bucks game into the – books here and kind of figure all that out so uh yeah really intriguing stuff because you look at the Packers and what they did to the Cowboys you look at the Texans and what they did to the Browns and you remind yourself the Falcons beat both of those teams <laughs> they did. and actually they beat the Texans up pretty good so I don't know I mean <laughs> not that it means anything I'm mean, yeah they lost to the Lions it lost pretty good to them it just is sort of interesting to show you just how the NFL is so close. The NFL is so tight. Throw it in a hat. You know, I had so many people saying, take the favorites, you know, yesterday. Take the Cowboys, lay the points. I was listening to one of those gambling show things. And I'm like, oh, okay, how did that work out for you? <laughs> so to tell me that, you know, the Packers could go to San Francisco, oh, take the 49ers are going to win. And they could. They could win 48 to 10. And you're going, oh, okay. Or, or who knows, right? Just such intriguing stuff. Uh, so we got that to talk about, uh, and we'll get into uh, the playoffs, the Falcons. I might even ask Joe Patrick because he kind of not only covers the Falcons, he covers United for us in the 12 o'clock hour. At least one question about United, about the season ahead. We, we'll get into all that uh, in the second half of the show here. 
The first half of the show is going to be you. And we're going to be talking to all of you at 404-726-0929. I have two questions. And the first one is going to revolve, well, it's not so much the first one, but one question may only take one or two people to answer in the course of it if you have a, if you have a thought. And that's about Alabama. Because I haven't had a chance to talk, because I was up in Indiana with the fam this week, to talk or hear from any Alabama fans about how they feel about killing DeBoer. And, and the question I have is, now, now, again, we're seeing reports that, you know, some of the, the Ryan Williams, a five-star left, and one other five-star there out, et cetera, et cetera. And DeBoer's saying, hey, listen, don't, you know, don't flee here. You know, give me a chance. I'm like, dude, um, there are players that are fleeing from Washington. Will Rogers up and said, no, I'm not going there no more. So you can't complain too much if players leave Alabama. But the difference is, of course, that Alabama is a five-star leaves and a five-star says right in, right? I mean, it's – so I think they'll be okay. I'm not saying Alabama isn't going to – Alabama will win the national title next year. I have no idea. I, because next year is so unique, right? I mean, next year we're talking about Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC – you know, four new schools into the Big 12. There's no Pac-12 anymore for all intents and purposes. You know, Florida State's suing to get out of the ACC. We got uh, Oregon and Washington, USC and UCLA going into the Big 10. And more important to all of that is the 12-team playoff. And now the potential in the 12-team playoff, look, if you get into a, a title game, let's say the SEC title game, that'll be game 13. If you lose that game, you're probably still in the playoffs, but you're probably not getting a bye, which means you're going to have to play four more games. An opening round game, a quarterfinal game, a semifinal game, and a title game in order to win the title, which means 17-game college football seasons are potentially on the table for a champion. 17-game. And in addition to that because that's not just the only thing here. We're talking about having to go maybe on the road in the opening round, like having to go to Camp Randall Stadium in Wisconsin or Ann Arbor, Michigan in the opening round. That's that's something else to keep in mind. Now, normally early December is usually okay, but you never know. I mean, we've had one of the last big snow I had here at the – now, I know some of you over on the uh, on the eastern side of the of the metro had a big storm a couple, of year, a couple of three years ago. Uh, we got rain over here, and you guys got a bunch of snow over in Gwinnett. Um, but uh, where I'm at, uh, the last big snow uh, we had was in uh, was, was 2017, I think. I mean, it's been a long time. And uh, it was December the 8th. And that was here, December the 8th. So can it snow in Ann Arbor or Madison on December the 8th? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Has it before? Mm, yeah. Well, this year, I don't know. But that's the whole point of this is that we talk about Kansas City in the playoffs this week or Buffalo today. Weather could be a factor in the opening round of the college football playoff. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how all this plays out in the college football landscape. So anyway, back to the Alabama fan here. Uh, Any Alabama fan? Because it seems to me that a lot of people are saying things like, you know, Auburn's going to really benefit. Georgia's going to really benefit here. Tennessee's really going to benefit uh, from uh, the retirement of Nick Saban. And they may a little bit. Uh, but it, it levels the playing field between Auburn and Alabama, and it may a little bit. Uh, I, you know, DeBoer's got a tough job. It's hard to replace a legend. Ask Bill Curry. Bill Curry did a really good job at Alabama, but when you're replacing Bear Bryant, whew, doggy, you know what I'm saying? It's just hard. The standard is so high, especially when that legend is going to be hanging around all the time. 
And apparently Nick Saban's going to be hanging around all the time. So we'll, we'll see what uh, happens with all that. But I am curious from an Alabama fan. So that's, that's just one question I have out there for you. The, the bigger question I have for everybody out here is about the Hawks and the Falcons. I'm curious from a uh, standpoint, from your opinion, at 404-726-0929, which team, matter of fact, I think I'll ask Eric Slaughter this. Matter of fact, I am asking you, Eric. Which team over the last five-plus seasons has been more frustrating to you as an Atlanta fan? The Hawks or the Falcons? The Falcons. Absolutely all day, every day. The Hawks are wasting and about to blow Trey Young. Just totally blow it. I agree with you 100%, but I was never on. I was a Luka man. I didn't like the trade. I don't think we won the trade. I do not believe. I'm not going to say it. Um, Trey Young will never lead this franchise to a championship. The Falcons had a Super Bowl window. It closed. We had a hype come in with a new guy. Hasn't happened. Three straight 7-10 seasons. Can't get out of our own way. I'm there every Sunday. It's frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. They trump the Hawks for me right now. Um, th- th- and that's fair. I just, I'm just i asking the question and the answer. Uh, I mean, Hawks had a playoff win. I mean, again, I think don't we all agree that if Trey doesn't step on a, on a referee's foot that they might win that Milwaukee series? If they win, win the Milwaukee series, they're beating Phoenix. They would have been NBA champs. That's the heater they were on. Yeah, they, you're right about that. But that could have changed history. But the history is what the history is. If Devontae Freeman picks up a block, if Julio Jones makes a catch, if Ryan gets a check down, everything changes history. All right, so that's the question for you. Um, and, and as we get to our first break and get to your calls, I do want to answer a question that, uh, that Jason Longshore had uh, at the end of his program with Sam. He said he wanted to hear my opinion here on the coaching search. I think yesterday the uh, the Falcons um, they they did their twenty seventh interview. <laughs> I think it was twenty seven. <laughs> so Antonio Pierce uh, will be twenty eight. Yeah, something like that. Mm. I, I I I know I'm just making up numbers, but, it, but they're interviewing everybody. Hey, I don't know why I haven't gotten a call yet. Y- yo, Flowery Branch. Yo, how about bring your boy up? <laughs> I'll interview. <laughs> Uh, which means one of two things with all these interviews that they're doing means they already really knew what they were doing before the interviews began. And this is all just show pony stuff or they're doing some serious due diligence and they really didn't have much of a plan when they fired because they didn't know if they were going to fire Arthur Smith. So they got to do all this due diligence to make the right choice. I'm leaning to show pony. I think they knew way before they started interviewing anybody. But they wanted to just see, but they knew already. When somebody posts a job that's already filled, right? Oh, we got to post the job, you know, and government makes a CEO and all that kind of stuff. We know Brian's going to get it, but yeah, sure, yeah, we'll post the job. That's what I think. But we'll see what Harper thinks and Joe thinks. We'll ask them a little later in the program. First up, Hawks or Falcons, who's been more frustrating to you as an Atlanta fan? And why? Eric first up said Falcons. What do you say next? With John Fricky on Sports Radio 90 time the game. Way works with me when I when I take your calls and I do that quite a bit. When I'm doing a show, I, I like to take a lot of your calls. Normally I don't have any guests and I just take your calls because I want to talk to all of you. Uh, today, though, I, I do want to because of the nature of the what I believe the Falcons are going to be doing, making news this week. 
I see. I think, and just now, mind you, this is just a guess on my part. But I think that when I, I mentioned that the Falcons, the only one or two things that are true in all these interviews, that uh, they already knew who they were going to hire, and this is just show pony stuff, which is what I think it is. But they're doing their due diligence just in case, and uh, you know that you know they had real no real plan. They were just going to interview people and then kind of you know find the best guy. I I I, I don't know. Maybe that's I, I'm and again I'm guessing maybe that's true here. But whichever way it goes, I think the Falcons are going to be naming their new head coach this week, okay? So I want to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk to Harper and Joe about that later in the program, but I have still another hour and change here to talk to you at 404-726-0929 and talk to you about the the question that I have for you, which is most frustrating, more frustrating, and I know the answer is both. I get it. Uh, Over the last five-plus years, we're into year six of – Trey Young, we have just completed the sixth straight year of no playoffs for the Falcons. Who has frustrated you more, the Hawks or the Falcons? 404-726-0929. If you do call in, we can disagree without being disagreeable. I also say if you take the time to call in, I will get you on the radio. But the way and nature of how I interact with uh, callers isn't just one and done, and I don't just flood the lines here. I, I... I make sure that I give you an opportunity, so be patient if you're if you're on hold. Let's go to James. He joins us. Big James, what is up? What's up, my dog, John Freaky the Legend? How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. So uh, give me the good word here, I guess, if it's a good word. Who is frustrated okay, you well, more I mean, since 2017? I think it's definitely the Falcons. I can't say the Hawks ever had the talent where we were, like, serious about them being contenders. But the Falcons, I mean, we didn't have a defense for I don't know how long. And then we get the Milson guy in, and he corrects the defense. And then we've had offense for so long, and then the offense just plummets. It seems like nothing ever is like uh, no one's working together and, and you know, in cohesion. It's, it's just uh, – it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating, especially when we lose oh, – no when we beat these teams, like you said. We beat the Texans. We beat these other people, and, you know, we lose to the, to the Panthers. Yeah, I think the argument for the Hawks being frustrated because it's interesting that the timeline, James, started at the same time. The last time the Falcons were in a playoff game, 2017, uh, against the Eagles, and so you go into the calendar, flips over, and 2018 uh, begins the no playoff run for the Falcons, and 2018 is when the Hawks draft Trey Young. So, I mean, both of these things kind of happen, you know, you know, coincidentally to each other. And but in that period of time, the, the Falcons have not been to the playoffs. The Hawks got within a you know what we think may be a foot injury away from playing in an NBA final, if not winning at all, with with Trey Young. I and mean, then I they, and then they've just gone. I don't think we really won that series. I, I, I think we I think we were very competitive. I think we had a, a great matchups. I think the pick and roll that year was crazy, and we and Trey was just. He was very dynamic, but since then, talent level has just gone down. We lose Herder, uh, but uh, Bogdanovich is inconsistent. Uh, it's just man, it's 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 like it sucks being an Atlanta fan sometimes. But <laughs> well, we talk well, to we you, do have my the Braves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the Braves, yeah, the, the, the soda, but I know. But yeah, all right, John. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks. I appreciate it, Big James. And and I know the Braves are frustrating in the playoffs the last couple of years. Still, still the best team in baseball. Okay, 
I want the Braves to go out and sign Clayton Kershaw just to stick it to the Dodgers. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Nate is joining us. More frustrating. Give me your reasons why. We had two votes for the Falcons so far. Hawks or Falcons? And the timeline started at the same time in two thousand eighteen, and it's been a bowl of frustration for pretty much, except for that one run in the playoffs for the Hawks. Bowl of frustration for both. Hey, Nate. Hey, uh, yeah, it's got to be the Falcons on the field because every week they just go out and do something that uh, makes you scratch your head and wonder wonder what happened. But front office wise, I just think the the Hawks have made so many questionable decisions like but right now i just question why why is dj the one on trade block why can't it be uh trey oh it could be uh, i just, I just I, feel I like he does the same thing every he just he'll do the same thing over and over and it, it's he he hasn't proven i mean we've won a couple games a couple series but never been over 40 percent from three doesn't doesn't run the break unless he has the ball and uh is suspect on defense. I look, everything's got to be on the table. Everything. Uh, okay, I just I just hear DJ as the name as tradable, and and it's not Trey. It's like this is a, at least the third coach. Like at at some point, it can't be the coach, right? Well, yeah, that, that's what you would think. I mean, how many coaches have both franchises been through? You went through Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan, and, and then, of course, now to Quinn Snyder. You went through two GMs, and Trevor Schlank and now Landry Fields. But on the other side, with the Falcons, you went through, well, yeah, and, and not, well, if we count interim coaches, how many coaches are we talking about? Four or five, right? I mean, but Dan Quinn into, you know, uh, well. Right, Dan you know, Quinn, Raheem, uh, Raheem Morris. Raheem, and Raheem Morris, and right. Yeah, but it has, so, we haven't been hanging our hat on one guy either that whole time. So it's not it's not like one player has has driven what we've done. Yeah. So right. anyway, I appreciate taking my and call. Was an, I appreciate it, Nate. It was an interim coach for the Hawks too. Uh, so, but we've had multiple coaches, multiple uh, general managers, uh, and uh, nothing seems to work for either franchise. And I don't know. Maybe it's that 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 plot of land. But it can't be that plot of land because that plot of land has also seen an MLS Cup champion win it right there on the spot in the in this period of time. I don't know. I was there for the Portland game for the MLS championship. So a title's been won there by a team. So it's not, it's not a plot of land. I mean, look at what Georgia did there. I mean, it's not the plot of land. Though I want to see, it's not like it's cursed, okay? <laughs> that area between Marietta Street, Northside Drive, and MLK, and and the World Congress Center is not cursed. Okay, <laughs> it's it's just not between Baker and I. No, it's it's fine. Uh, so though uh, you know, there's no Marta buses pulling up to block our view of anything. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Who's been more frustrating and why? The Hawks or the Falcons? Because in all of this, we have a couple of things that could happen for both franchises. Big things that could happen for both franchises in the next three weeks. Nate was talking about it. The NBA's trade deadline is February the 8th, okay? But keep this in mind about the trade deadline as far as it relates to the Hawks. They have to make a decision. Are they going to go ahead and blow it up, which we talked about yesterday, because against Washington, in that loss, they started to enter the zip code of blow it up. They haven't seen the city limit sign of blow it up. They haven't done that yet. They lose today. They may have already just hit the accelerator to the city limit sign. I mean... This team is teetering on the edge of maybe we should just blow this thing up because they can make a trade, and they could trade DJ. They could trade, you know, 
anybody they want before February the 8th and try and make a run this year, which they may do, I probably will do, but is to, to what point? I mean, just to say you finished ninth and got into a plan, I mean, okay, and, you know, it's like, what good does that do? I mean, the goal is to win a title, right? So if the goal is to win an NBA championship, what does it really matter? I would almost rather, if they, you know, if they get towards February the 8th and they're continuing to play like they are now, I'm like, dude, you might just want to tank. I mean, I, I seriously. I mean, you might want to just kind of take your foot off the gas and kind of go, you know, Quinn, uh, if we lost a whole bunch more games and got more lottery picks and ping pong balls, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Because right now, what's the point of going forward? Are you are you contending for a title with this team? I, I, I don't know what kind of a deal you can make. Who's got the most trade value on the, on the Hawks right now? Eric Slaughter, let's rank them, okay? Who, who's got the most trade value? Eric Slaughter. Jalen Johnson is the Trae most Young, trade Nope, Jalen Johnson. Young. No, Trey still has got more. Two, no. Price tag. Jalen Johnson is not getting – Trey still has the most trade value you, because you, you could get three number ones. Even with a $40 million a year price tag, that's going to go up over the next yep. four? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put him too. Because there's going to be a cont- – yeah. No, he, he, there's a contender that looks at Trey Young and says he takes us over the top. Call uh, him. Take him. Jalen Johnson. Give him to me. Help him. Wherever he is. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. J- Jalen is number two on my board uh, for his potential. Uh, he's the guy that I'd actually like to protect, but other teams would be very interested in him. And, I'm look, I'm willing to trade anybody. I mean, a- everybody's available to me. Oh, I don't want to trade Jalen Johnson. You have to. Everybody. You have to be willing to trade him. What's your name? Everybody. What's your, what's your, if, what, if, what is your offer? If, if, if New Orleans said, hey, we want Jalen Johnson and DeJounte Murray for Zion, you'd go, okay. You know, I mean, you just do it. You know, everybody's available. So I had Johnson two, and I think Bogey is three in terms of trade value because teams that are contending want that bench guy, want a sniper, want a, a veteran, and Bogey Bogdanovich fits that role. He's very attractive uh, because he doesn't cost a whole lot to you in terms of capital that you have to give back. And with DeJounte's new contract, I put him at four. And everybody else below those four has almost no trade value. I mean, literally, I mean, you could dump them, but they really don't have a whole lot of trade value. I'm sorry, Clint Cavallo does not have a whole lot of trade value. I mean, yeah, I mean somebody's going to want him, sure, but you're not going to get much anything in return. Frankly, you're never going to get back what you gave up for DeJounte to get, and you're never going to come close to that. So, uh, yeah, if, if, you wanna, if you wanted to blow it all up, you have to trade Trey. And you've got to do a blockbuster. And I'm not opposed to a blockbuster. I'm not opposed to the idea of doing a blockbuster trade to reimagine the franchise. At this point, why not? Because I'm more frustrated. I know we've had a couple of people talking about the Falcons here. I'm more frustrated with the Hawks. And I'm more frustrated with the inability of Nick Ressler and Landry Fields uh, to put together a team. We're, we're going to blow the Trey Young experience. It's go- we're just going to blow it. And their inability to put pieces around Trey that fit Trey, whether it was at this point a coach or a, another guard or a wing or a center or whatever, because there was obviously potential there. And you just kind of rewind this back to that Milwaukee when you when you had Trey Young give us 
one of the great moments in, in Hawks history where he's getting spit on at Madison Square Garden and bowing in the center of the of the court and Julius Randle storming off and then he goes to game seven and takes out Joel Embiid, right? And and then you go to Milwaukee and it should have been Milwaukee and then Travis Schlank said, no, I'm not trading Kevin Herter. You guys are missing the point here. And he was right, by the way. Okay. But there were pieces around. That team was actually fairly close. And, and, and make one right move, and that team might have gone up. Oh, suddenly everything's going. And instead it went backwards. And the loss of Solomon Hill was something that I still contend there has to be an enforcer to protect Trey on the court, and they don't have one because they just need, the guy gets beat to hell every night. He goes to a team that will protect him and will not let other teams, you know, smack him around and knock him to the you know floor all the time. Again, I think you'll see a different Trey. And because, by the way, you tra- you all know, we all know, you trade Trey Young to a contender, he's going to win three titles. And you go, oh, why did you trade him? Because we couldn't put the guys around him that would help him win here. Oh, just so frustrating. So I'm more frustrated with the Hawks and the Falcons. Which one are you more frustrated with? 404-726-0929, quick break, and we'll uh, discuss that. Harper LaBelle in the 11 o'clock hour to give us his thoughts on the uh, head coaching search for the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL playoffs. Joe Patrick as well later in this show. It's MLK Day live from the Northern Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92 on the game. All right, this may not be your, your flavor of music. The Maven doesn't much care for it, which is fine. And you may not either. But this has become the theme song of this topic of the Hawks and Falcons. Because, hey, this is... Oh, no, don't turn it down. i got to hear the, hey, hey. I, 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 come on. A little bit more here. Yeah, give it to me, Aaron Slaughter. This is Metallica. One of their I don't know, six or seven biggest hits. So I call it sad but true. Right? Here's the thing. With the Hawks and the Falcons, that's what we're talking about. It's sad, but it's got the longest intro. Anyway, all right, now you can... Oh, that's it. Because we got to... How long the intro is to get to James singing. All right, anyway, it's a song called Sad But True, which is really the state of the Falcons and the Hawks. Sad, but unfortunately true. And so uh, who is more frustrating to you here? And yes, for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a local group called Mother's Finest that I adore uh, to this day, uh, and uh, they were a rock group, a local rock group here. And I was a you know nineteen late nineteen seventies headbanging rock and roller. That's what I did, you know. So, the guitar rock, heavy rocker guy. Uh, so, that's kind of my music, anyway. And not, not, maybe not your cup of tea, but you can't argue with the fact that "Sad but True" is the theme song of these two franchises. Uh, we go to Emmanuel. He's on the uh, horn here on the WaveFord.com hotline with John. Hey, Emmanuel, welcome to the show. Hey, good to hear from you, John. Um, I have to say, I agree with you 100. percent It's really the Hawks been very, very frustrating. I'm going to the playoffs every year. I thought we was going to build on it. You know, Travis Slink had us in a great position to succeed and to go from him to the owner's son and uh, Landry Field. It's like we went backwards 100% way faster than the Falcons did. The inability of this team to – and look, I think what Tony Ressler has done, Emmanuel, is really – I'm all in his camp. He came in, he and Jamie Gertz and the whole uh, the whole clan here as the new ownership said, we're going to have a, a, a new uh, a new stadium, which they did, a new culture, and, and elevate it, which they did. Uh, we're going to kind of clean house here and put in a new structure, which they've done. 
And I guess, you know, you've got to give it a little bit of time to work. I understand that. But in, the, in all of this, they had, they, they had and still have a marquee talent, a, the, the second most prominent talent they've had in an Atlanta Hawks jersey ever, and they are wasting it. Exactly. I feel the, the, the bad domino was when we gave all those picks away for Deontay Murray. I think that was the starting to be the downfall when we got when we got him. I thought we just went down after that. Even when we were switching coaches, Quinn Snyder, I'm sorry, he hasn't been doing a good job. I thought we wasted him. That was just my well, opinion. Well, you know, I, yeah, we're about 60 games into Quinn Snyder. I appreciate it, Emmanuel. You have a great MLK day, and hopefully the Hawks today, uh, 3.30 uh, tip against San Antonio can get on the winning side of things. I, I get to give Quinn Snyder, well, he's going to get a little bit of uh, time, obviously. Uh, right now it's kind of square peg, round hole. I don't think this is kind of the really kind of where he wants to be with his team. Uh, I think if you look at him as coach, he, he he's going to want some different pieces uh, to play, you know, slightly different style, maybe a little bit more kind of straight up uh, than the freewheeling that the Hawks need to do. Because at this point, I think if you're Quinn Snyder, you're just rolling out the ball, and if you go like he did against Washington, go 11 for 40 from three, okay. I mean, I think it's shoot 53s a game and hope for the best which is not necessarily a game plan, but that's what you got. Uh, let's go to uh, Gabe. Gabe's on with John. Hey, Gabe. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, John? I see you locked on. You stand up. Just the yep. on you. Bulldogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, the on your Bulldogs. So, I, I actually feel it, it's the Falcons. And, you know, I, I'll say that because, you're just looking at the state of the Falcons since, say, 2017, right? You know, you come off the the February events that we won't mention, and then you go back, and you have uh, pretty much uh, the same roster and the same coaching staff. And then what happens is you let Matt LaFleur leave because they didn't believe in him for whatever reason, you know, fast forward to today, he just went and, and beat Dallas last night, right? So, all right, but, all right, but, so, but let's take this one at a time. Hang on, Gabe. Well, I'll go one at a time with you. Uh, you're right because I think some Falcons fans forget. Let's start there. That 28 to three, it wasn't the begin. What that wasn't when the slide started. The very next year, they went right back to the playoffs. They had uh, down and goal at the Philadelphia ten. And they threw it at Julio four straight times. If they can get a touchdown there, they win that game, and they're back in the NFC Championship game, maybe back at the Super Bowl. And so, but you know, when the coaches left, that 2016 staff that you're talking about, Matt Lafleur, Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins, uh, and uh, and of course Kyle Shanahan, three head coaches off that staff below Dan Quinn. Uh, if you look at those guys, they all left because they got better offers. I mean, there's nothing you could do. I mean, some people said that LaFleur should have been elevated to uh, offense coordinator when Shanahan left, but honestly, Steve Sarkeesian wasn't exactly a bad choice. He he wasn't, but I'm going to tell you a worse choice. And this feels like the meddlesome, like that we say we don't want. You know, we always praise Arthur Blank for not being the, you know, the, the Dan Schneiders and the Jerry Joneses of the world, but the dirt cutter hire feels like a Rich McKay move. Because if you listen to Dan Quinn's pressure, not his pressure, when he first is head coach and his decision of why he chose Kyle Shanahan to be his offensive coordinator, 
He said because that is one of the most complex offenses to defend against. And he was right. It showed against Dallas, right? When the, you know, Matt LaFleur, Shanahan, Tree, Protégé goes and, you know, puts up 48 points on them. So that dirt cutter hire feels like what we haven't seen, but it just finally comes to the forefront with, like, Rich McKay meddling into, like, football operations when he he was the reason we had Petrino to start with. So it's like I feel like that's why I say the Falcons as a whole may be in a worse state than where the Hawks are. Well, I, and then the final point, I got to get to a couple other calls. Let me ask you this: I, I'm, I'm not. I, there's no wrong answer here, so I'm not. I want all of you to understand when I'm talking to you about this. I'm just trying to pick your brain. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just asking questions so I can pick your brain. Don't you get a sense that the the Hawks, you know, because in the NBA you're always just a player away, right? I mean, if you got Giannis, suddenly you'd be a good. All right, okay, but you, the Hawks' ability to get that player is probably null and void at this point, whereas. The Falcons, if they get the right coach and the right quarterback, don't you think that they can – are we talking about big things next year? That And that's the that's the IFF. That's the if and only if, right? So, I agree. Right. You're right. It's a, they, they, the Hawks have consistently not put talent around Trey Young and taken talent away. Um, and I'm not saying that the trade with Utah was bad. I think that was good. Like, Collins was – it was time for John, and we got to see the emergence of Jalen Johnson. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot more hands in that pot than the Falcons tried to make it seem like there were hands in the pots. So it's, I guess we see what's happening with the Hawks, but the, the Falcons are just doing it behind closed doors. And it, it seems like um, the same. Well, so. and the Falcons, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Falcons are very, are very, a very tight ship. There's no question of that. I do appreciate it. Have a great uh, MLK day. And again, there's no wrong answer here, okay? Uh, you know, because both are. Again, the answer is both. That's why I'm. But I'm asking you, which is more to you frustrating over the last now uh, since and the and the seminal moment was that was that first down and goal against Philadelphia, where they threw it at Julio in the end zone and couldn't couldn't make that work. From that moment on, you know, it, they drafted – the Hawks drafted uh, Trey Young, and the Falcons have not gone back to the playoffs. And the highlight of all that period of time, of course, was that playoff run with Trey when they let Trey loose. And it looked like the Hawks were headed to big things, and – I know, right? Bryce is on with us. More frustrating over the last five-plus years, Hawks or Falcons. Hey, Bryce. Hey, John. Hey, uh, I enjoy the, the intro music. Metallica is, um, is, is legendary, number one. Uh, and uh, that song is so fitting. I think, I think both franchises are, are kind of equally as maddening. I mean, if you go back to the previous year when we had Mariota, who was basically a placeholder, I think you almost wasted a year here with um, finding out what Ritter was, you could have found out a lot more about Ritter the previous season. So that's, that's the most disappointing thing with the Falcons going back to last year than with the Hawks. Um, Bryce, can I stop you right there? I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. When the Falcons go into next season, okay, Desmond Ritter, unless they trade him, Desmond Ritter is going to be the backup uh, because he's just so much cheaper than T- Taylor Heineke. But I also think that there's a belief inside the flowery branch that when Bryce, when you see the good Desmond Ritter and there's the good one, the good part of Desmond Ritter, you see potential 
And if he gets coached up right, they still believe – this is why uh, when we get into the conversation about what I think is going to happen with the coach during this show, that I, I'm leaning towards more the concept that they're going to bring a veteran in here to not only try and win now and maybe the next season, 24-25, but I still think there's a belief within Flowery Branch that with the right coaching, Desmond Ritter can be a, an effective starting quarterback in the NFL. They haven't given up on it. Now, that's what I think they believe. The question is, do you believe that? Yeah, great question, John. I think, um, like you mentioned, obviously he he, he has some <laughs> he has some skills that, that are there, um, but, you know, it's tough. I think I think he's a backup in the league um, when you look at the critical errors he's made. And, yeah, you definitely got to bring in – I think you got to bring in a veteran. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know. You know, maybe you get a Justin Fields. Maybe you, you, you consider a Russell Wilson. I don't know what, what you'd owe him. But um, – and, and then to touch on the Hawks real quick, they're maddening as well just – when you look at the lack of defense, John, that's the most frustrating thing from a fan standpoint. Like a previous caller said, you know, defense is, is effort. And you, you choose on that defensive side to get after it. And I know it's the NBA, and I know some, some nice or, or, or defense is optional. But when you turn on the Hawks, you can almost guarantee that they're going to give up 120 to 130 a game. And, man, that's, that's just unacceptable as a fan, in my opinion. I, I totally agree. I mean, I find it to be exasperating. Score 84 points and a half, score what What did they score, 152 or something and still lost? It's, it's wild. I mean, <laughs> what? It, it, and we're talking about pros, right, John? And these guys are getting paid tons of money. And, and you made a comment about, um, you know, you're a player away from the NBA. But, gosh, and I, I know um, what you're saying there because, these guys like like a Giannis, like a superstar, um, or even like right. lesser down on the on the totem pole, um, they're so they're <laughs> you're limited in your options and what to find. But I don't know what you do from a standpoint with the franchise. You got to make a trade. You got to mix it up. But um, God, that defensive point. Well, that's is, why is, I said so I think Bryce. The Bryce. That's why I said I think the Washington loss puts you in the zip code to blow it up. I mean, oh, because if I'm Tony Russell, I lose to that team. I, I, Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm looking I'm watching that going. Okay, this is not working. It you know, no. obviously this is a disaster. It's a it's a borderline disaster. So, I think what they'll do is tweak around the edges, make a trade here uh by the February 8th trade deadline in 3 weeks, try and bring in a couple of new players, see how it kind of plays out the rest of the season, but at the end of the yeah. year here, I think I think they have to look down and say, "Okay, what is it going to take for us to win a title? Do we have to start over?" Yeah, you're right. And I like what you yes. said too about bringing somebody in that's um or maybe bringing a couple guys in, or, or, or hard-nosed guys, right? Um, that that can help Trey out from just, hey, we're not going right. to let you, you know, bang uh, Trey around and, and and rough this guy up. He he's our guy, right? They need he's an enforcer, right? They so, need an enforcer to, to totally. go out there and uh, a Solomon Hill, uh, you know, to go out there and and, and start smacking guys around, saying you're not going to yeah. hurt my guy. And right now, and I can, he, I can one of the things him. is true. He gets right. He gets beat up and knocked to the floor, and nobody comes. You know, nobody comes to his defense, which may be damning to Trey. I don't know. It, it is, but yeah, it's, 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 it, I could see Jalen Johnson having a little bit of. You know, he's got he's got some swag in him, and he's he's a great all around young player. And I can see he takes yeah, he pride is. in what he does. Some of these other guys. You know, it's questionable, but thanks, John. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Bryce. Do appreciate it. 404 726 0929. 
Harper LaBelle in the next hour. Who's more frustrating to you over the last five years, Hawks or Falcons? And I'm going to give you the lay of the land ahead of the Harper uh, talk about who I think the coaching uh, situation is with the Atlanta Falcons. I'll give you that next on Sports Radio 90 time of the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 